Good evening, podcasters. I have a super awesome title for you tonight. It's called Breaking the Cycle of Unproductiveness. How many of you sometimes feel that you are stuck in a rut or sometimes even pulled by the things that are sometimes haunting you from your past? There's been many times that I felt restricted by some things that have happened in my past. And tonight I'm going to talk to you or this morning or this evening, I don't know what time it is for you, but I'm going to talk to you about breaking the cycle of unproductiveness in your life. And we're going to take an awesome passage and we're going to just dissect it so that you're able to apply these principles in your life. We're going to talk a little bit about Jericho. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the city of Jericho. I'm sure you've heard us talk about, I've heard in, in school, Bible class, um, about the walls of Jericho. And we'll start there just to give you a little bit of a backdrop so that you can become familiar with Jericho and how Jericho um, plays a significant part into what we're gonna talk about today when we begin to talk about the miracle of the salt and how it heals the waters at Jericho. So um, we'll be coming from 2 Kings verses 2, 19 through 22. Again, 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. But first I'm gonna give you a quick backdrop of Jericho to bring you up to speed so that you can understand the details of Jericho before we go into talking about Elijah the prophet and how he's going to have a situation with the waters at Jericho. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, what happened is the Israelites had to march around uh, one time the walls of Jericho. So they marched one time around the walls for six days. Then on the seventh day, they marched seven times around the walls and the priests blew the ram's horns. The Israelites raised a great shout and then the walls came down. Uh, and, and most people know this story is when the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. So Joshua is the one who, who kind of led this whole, you know, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down thing. So this whole thing after the walls, you know, came tumbling down is interesting because Joshua in verses six and 26 and Joshua six and 26, because this whole story is in the book of Joshua. So when you get time to read it, um, I would say, go back and read it. It's a very good um, story. But in Joshua 6 and 26, Joshua invokes a curse on Jericho. And when he invokes this curse on Jericho, he basically says that no one would ever be able to rebuild Jericho. So this is where the curse starts. Now you also have to understand that the Lord is who delivers Jericho into Joshua's hands. So the only reason Joshua, Joshua receives the win on Jericho is because the Lord told him that. So when Joshua wins this whole uh, war at Jericho and the walls come tumbling down and Joshua, Joshua uh, goes in and invokes this curse, on Jericho, this is all within uh, the parameters 
of the Lord, basically. So now um, you will understand when I go into the story today, what is happening at Jericho when they approach Elijah with the details of the situation today. So right now, when we start in with the story today of Jericho, understand that Joshua cursed Jericho, the city of Jericho, so that it could not be rebuilt. So today we're starting in in 2 Kings chapter 2, 19 through 22, and we're starting in at the point of a few men are now coming up to Elijah to tell Elijah about a situation that's happening in the city of Jericho. And I'm going to start right in and I'll be reading to you. Now the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elijah. We have a problem, my Lord. They told him, this town is located in a beautiful natural surroundings as you can see but the water is bad and the land is unproductive Elijah said bring me a new bowl with salt in it so they brought it to him then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it and he said this is what the Lord says I have made this water wholesome. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And sure enough, the water has remained wholesome ever since, just as Elijah said. Now, um, besides that being um, an awesome miracle done by a powerful man of God, which was Elijah, um, well, we can take a couple of things away from this as we begin to dissect this. Um, the first thing that I want to bring to the forefront is to tell you that cycles can be broken, period. Curses can be broken. And this is a prime example that you get to see that a curse that was placed on Jericho in the book of Joshua, verses 6 through 26, placed on it by Joshua, and the Lord is well aware of the curse that was placed on Jericho, that it would never be rebuilt, is now being broken by the man of God here in 2 Kings, verses 2, 19, chapter 2, uh, verses 19 through 22. But it's actually very interesting as to how he breaks the curse. And that is what I want you to look at on today. The process he takes and how he breaks this cycle. Because oftentimes when something is happening to us, when we're in a state of unproductiveness or whatever the case may be, sometimes we'll continue to wander around over and over again in that state as if we cannot get out of it or we'll feel bound to our negative past as if we can't be freed from it. But we can be freed out of unproductive states. This is proof of it. And if you ever get time, um, they've named this particular spring, um, this Elijah spring. It's still, as of today, 
in 2020 in Jericho, this spring still flows. It su supplies all of Jericho with water. All of the water that flows out of Jericho is from this spring that the man of God, Elijah, blessed years ago with salt and a new bowl. So you say, okay, so, so Jasmine, what, what do you mean? What I mean is this. I mean, there's a couple things that happens here. Elijah goes to the source of the problem, which is the spring. He goes to the source of the problem. It says that the, the men say that this place is a beautiful place, but however, we got one problem here. The problem is that the water is bad. They recognize that the water is bad. The, the, the trees are growing, but they're not growing to their fullness. The flowers are, are, are growing, but they're not growing to their full capability. The water is bad. So he, there's, he could have, he could, he could have done many things, but he says he's going to the source of the problem. So, and this is what I find very interesting about this, this scripture is that he goes to the spring, to the immediate source, the root of the issue to not the symptoms. And, and that's really what I want you to think about for a moment. And how many times have you went to the symptoms in your life instead of the root of the problem to fix it so that you can truly break the cycle of your unproductiveness? There's been so many times I can look back over my life where I just went to the symptoms of the problem instead of the root of the issue. You can take something basic. You can go to uh, saving money. Okay, what, what is the root of as to why you don't have money in your bank account? What are the, and you go to all these symptoms instead of just going to the root of the issue. The root of the issue is that you need to get your finances under control. How can I get my finances under control? My finances are affecting my credit score. It's like, because you got all these issues going on. And I can't be debt free because I have this and I have that. I can't save anything because I, I, I have, I'm pulled too thin. I'm overspending. See, you have all these symptoms, but you have to get to the root of the issue. I've pulled myself and I've stretched myself too thin. So I think to get to the root of an issue, you have to have an honesty check with yourself. So on today, I want you to take a moment, a deep breath. And when you truly want to break the cycle, you have to be able to have an honesty check. These men, when they went to the man of God, the honesty check was already in motion. In motion saying that this place is a beautiful place, man of God, but the water is bad. They could have continued to go on and allow themselves to believe that, you know what, it's a beautiful place and continue to paint the picture that, okay, it's a beautiful place and continue to let people look at the water and believe that the water was good until they tasted it. But they knew they had to deal with the root of the issue. This water is bad, period. 
the root, this, we need to deal with this. And so when they dealt with that, the man of God was able to say, all right, go get me a new bowl. And this is where I find it very interesting. The man of God says, go get me a new bowl and salt. These, this new bowl is a symbol. You can't pour new wine into old wineskins. He goes to get a new bowl. A new bowl is representing a receptive heart. A receptive heart. The word of God says he, you cannot pour new wine into old wineskins. See, they had to have a new way of thinking because Jericho had been cursed. It had been cursed. So if I'm getting ready to do something new here, I got to immediately let you know, okay, I'm getting ready to do a new thing here. I got to, y'all going to have to have a new way of thinking. I'm getting ready to stretch y'all. It's no different than when Jesus got ready to heal the little girl. He couldn't have everybody in the room. This is getting ready to take some, some strong thinkers here. Not only that, he went as far as to say, go get me some salt. The salt was symbolizing um, the saltiness, the, the, the preserving, the purifying of the heart. These symbols are just, they just were jumping out at me. And then when he took it, he had to take the salt because we know us as Christians, if we lose our saltiness, what good are we? That's what the word of God says. If you lose your uniqueness, what good are you? You're in the world, but not of the world. So what that means, if you're in the world and not of the world, you're, you're not supposed to be like the world. You're supposed to be salty. You're supposed to be unique. You're supposed to be a standout. You're supposed to come in the room and people look at you. You're supposed to be different. So every time you go in there and you want to blend in or you feel some kind of way because people stare at you or you keep standing out, you're supposed to because your saltiness, you preserve, you're different, you're unique. You've been equipped and made by the master. So I looked at this and I was like, wow, he took the saw and he put it in the spring. He put it in the spring because the spring is what's flowing through this whole entire town. So he took it, put it in the source. He puts it in the source because he's, he knows if I can get it in the source, then now I can fix the issue from the source that's flowing through this whole entire place because he knows that the water is supplying everything here. The water is supplying the uh, ground, everything that's growing from the ground, the trees, the fruit, the melon, the, the bananas, the lemon, everything that's coming up is being supplied by this water. I got to get to the source of the matter so that I can fix this issue that's flowing through Jericho. But the other thing that I found uh, really interesting about this is he speaks to the water. When you go to the scripture, it says, this is what the Lord says. The man of God is, when he's putting the salt in the spring, he is speaking and he's speaking the word of God. He's not just going through the motions of the, the new bowl and the salt. 
he goes as far as to speak to the spring and tells the spring what the Lord says. See, I need you today is you can break these unproductive cycles, but you're going to have to speak to your situation. You're going to have to speak just like the man of God did. He spoke to the situation. He said, this is what the Lord says. I have made this water wholesome. It will no longer cause death and infertility. You have to stop for a minute and you have to say and speak to your situation. I will no longer be sick. I, this will no longer cause death to me. I will be successful. I decree and declare that I will get my master's degree. I decree and declare that my kids will not be rebellious, that they will be encouraged, that they will be long suffering and patience and have the fruits of the spirit exponentially according to the, what the word of God says. I decree and declare that I will study and show myself approved unto God. You have to begin to speak to break those cycles. If you want to journal and you're having a hard time journaling, decree and declare it. You have to begin to speak just like what he did. See, you can't have one without the other. You can't go through all this other stuff and forget to do the rest of it. You got to begin to believe that you're going to do it, but speak to it. I really love that. Elijah goes through the source. Let's, let's backtrack this. Elijah goes to the source. He speaks through the source because he understands that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I, I, I'm just really excited about that. You, I really need you to get that on today. You must begin to speak the blessings over your life. Your miracles are waiting for you. If you don't take anything else from what I taught on today. This is a quick, short podcast because, you know, I don't come on here to beat you over the head. I just come over here to give you a quick, simple principle. You can break the cycles of unproductiveness in your life. You can speak to it. Hearing the word of God, you're hearing it right now. You need to speak to your situations decree and declare that thing. I believe that you can do it on today. I truly love you guys. I swear I do. I've been sitting here all week praying for you guys, writing my prayer list out, praying on the situations I'm seeing on social media, praying that the cycles of unproductiveness in your life would come to a halt and that you would come into the fullness and the maturity of God. I believe this for you, but me believing it for you isn't enough. You got to believe it for yourself and you must have life application. You must begin to work your faith in this hour. And I'm closing again. I want you to begin to exercise this basic principle throughout the week. I want you to meditate on the word of God. I want you to remember, go to the source, ask God to reveal to you what the source is so that you can begin to break the cycle. And then I want you to begin to speak by faith to the problem, decreeing and declaring what you want to happen through the word of God. Standing on this scripture, second Kings 
chapter 2, 19 through 22. You know you can always DM me on Facebook if you need prayer or anything. Know that we are standing in agreement with you on today. And I'm closing. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for every listener on today. I ask that you cover them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Meet each and every listener where they stand in need of. Cover their families, God. And we ask all these things in your gracious son's Jesus Christ's name. Amen, amen, amen. And I love you with the love of God.